day before that New Year's resolution. So do you think that's kind of weird that people just wait? They're like, oh, I guess I want to just fuck off. And then at the last minute, towards the end of the year, like, oh, wait, I want to do well in life. So let me do something first. Yeah, there's there's that too. There's also a smaller group of people, but it's still a big group of people, but uh, less than the New Year's resolutioners, there's that one that waits till then they're like, oh, shit, there's three months left in the year. I better get it together. (laughs) And then they don't. But (laughs) what do you think that is? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, well, I guess I put it one way. Um, big thing that people ask me a lot is about motivation. They're like, well, how, you know what? I wish I could find the motivation or something like that. And, or can you tell me something that'll motivate me? And there's no, no, I can't like motivation is easy. It's just why you want to do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the discipline to doing that is a, that's a different thing. That's usually the real topic of conversation, but as far as motivation, um, it's just why you want to do it. And to my point with this is I think there's a lot of times people don't feel any real need or desire to be in shape or be healthy or whatever. Uh, they think that they're supposed to, but they don't, they haven't really investigated why that's important. You know, I'm not saying that it's not important. I mean, to some people, maybe it isn't, you know what I mean? Um, but for a lot of people, they're just basing off of society standards, you know what I'm saying? And for that reason, they don't have anything personally invested in it because they haven't really gotten into what their why is, why they really want to get in shape, why they really want to be healthy. So they're just doing it for some like lower level reason that's not really even theirs. Because, and that's typically, I'm not saying they don't have a reason, I'm saying they typically haven't really looked inside themselves enough to find out what that real reason is, you know, and then that's the problem is most people don't deal with that until that reason slaps them in the face. You know what I'm saying? Till they have a fucking heart attack mm. or till they can't walk anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like they're in too much pain to move, you know what I'm saying? Or their wife leaves them, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever the case may be. And, and that's not just fitness. That's just everything in general. You know what I'm saying? Is most people react to life. You know what I'm saying? They, they wait until something happens that forces them to have to do something, you know what I'm saying? Rather than being disciplined about their life and doing something ahead of time to either prevent something bad from happening or to create something good, you know? Yeah. It's like those celebrities that are all about a cause once they get a disease or some ailment. Like those yeah. ailments have always been there, but then like when yeah, it happens exactly. to them, that's when they want to be on the bandwagon to figure out, you know, how to fight this thing. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? But, um, that, yeah, I mean, with, with something like that with a disease and stuff, you know, I can understand when you didn't really take it seriously until it happened to you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the, the scarier one is like the, is like, well, for what I'm talking about, you know, uh, being overweight, you know, obesity, things like that, all the problems that go along with that, everybody knows that's an issue, you know what I'm saying? And everybody knows where that's going. You don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, my God, I'm fat. What happened? Yeah. Now I, I want to invest in a cause. No, that was just, you know, choices over time. And I had a consultation with a lady one time, and, you know, we went over all of her issues and all this, and she even said to me, um, well, I don't have any – 
health problems right now. So maybe once I do, <laughs> I'll do something about it. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know what to say. That's you, fucking wild. Yeah. I'm just like you. So you, you know, you're going to be getting problems and you're going to wait. Till, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, uh, it's actually kind of funny. That reminds me, uh, I had a comment on some video that I posted uh, a couple of days ago. And this guy asked me what, what kind of exercises he could do with a torn rotator cuff and injured Achilles. And I was like, dude, like, I'm not, I can't just tell you that over Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a serious issue, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and I was talking with my wife about it. And I was saying that there's, I noticed that there's very like two different classes of people. There's um, the one hand who, you know, they, they injured their ankle playing football in high school. And now they think they can't do anything for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they use some, any injury as like an excuse to why they can't do anything. Yeah. But then there's a whole nother class of people that just think that everything's fixable and reversible no matter what and when. You know, and the good thing is, yeah, there are a lot of things that that can be reversed, but there comes to a point like when you fuck yourself up enough, there's only so much going back from that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can only turn the clock back so much through that. So that's why it's important to get your shit together sooner rather than later, you know, and, and prevent a lot of problems before you're being faced with it you know what i'm saying before you're in the hospital or something yeah it's sad that like most of us don't take this body you know we take it for granted it's yeah. like this is the thing that enables us to do everything we want to do and then we abuse it but then like simple possessions like a home or a car people put more um you know they take care of those a little bit better it seems like they give oil changes they you know they fix the tires they uh do the daily you know the maintenance they clean their homes but yeah, the, the body is just like oh fuck it <laughs> you know yeah. and those kind of things you can buy another one in the current yeah, state we're at right now we can't just buy another body no <laughs> you know yeah that is it is a very a very strange thing you know what i'm saying and and the fact of the matter is, I think like, I think most people are aware of that. You know what I'm saying? At least on, on a some level, you know what I'm saying? Like they're aware that they take care of their stuff better than themselves, you know, but it's strange. Cause yeah, that is, that is the, I would say probably the majority of people. Like, I mean, even, even some people that are, that are in shape, you know what I'm saying? Uh, decently in shape still probably take care of their stuff better than they do themselves you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's like that whole fight club thing where they talk about like the stuff we we own starts owning us yeah it's like you do all this stuff for this stuff but it's like what's the point if you're sick yeah i saw a thing i'm I'm not going to be able to remember it off the top of my head to quote it exactly but it was it was something to the effect of when you look around and you realize that all of this stuff used to be money and all of that money used to be time and all that time used to be life, then you start to have a different perspective of your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like 
look around the room that you're in and you literally traded time of your life that you can't get back for this thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And particularly when like, I mean, there, there's some people like, uh, that just go shop to shop. You know, I've, I've known family that will be, you know, in town or something. And oh, we're, we're just going to go out and go shopping. Like they don't even know what they're looking for. They're just going out <laughs> places to get stuff. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, maybe that's just me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, to me, it, it seems, and I think people don't really think from that perspective. But when you start to think from that perspective, that you're literally trading your life for this pair of shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you're trading a lot of your life for this car. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, like you were saying, that where your possessions start to own you, you know, is because it literally takes part of your life to to get those things. Yeah, like that you is one I mean? commodity that is not renewable. It's time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's what killed a lot, me, a like, a lot of times, like, especially when people were asking for more money at the fast food restaurants before the pandemic. And people were like, oh, yeah. I don't deserve this. If somebody wants something more and they're willing to ask for it, who gives a fuck? Like that yeah, is, like exactly. you said, that's their time. Um, and then we saw during yeah. the pandemic, those are some of the people that were still working. So they were essential in some form. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy how like we take for granted this time. Cause like you said, that is something we cannot get back, man. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, people do. They, they a hundred percent take time for granted. And I think the reason is, because time is like the most basic thing that you have, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's, that's all, when you get down to it, that's all that you have. You know, yeah. it's just existence from the moment you're born <clears throat> till you die. There's just existence and you don't know any better. So in your perspective, in your entire life's perspective, time is all that there is, you know what I'm saying? So that leads people to, you know, to take it for granted. They think there's always going to be more, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That uh, they'll be able to get it together uh, next week or next month or next year. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and some people like, like my dad died at 61 in, in a mountain climbing accident. You know what I'm saying? So you know, there's things like that where, I mean, he was very healthy, so that wasn't an issue in it, but you'd never know, you know, things happen and your life gets cut short Yeah, and you know, there's not, uh, there's not always tomorrow. There's not always time. Or uh, that brings me to another one. Um, my dad, when he was working with one of his weight loss people, there was a guy that he had been trying to get on a weight loss program for a while. This guy was over 600 pounds. Wow. And my dad had been talking to him for like, I think five or six months, something like that. And he finally got him started on the program. And about six weeks into that, he passed away. And reason being i mean it was he had a heart attack he was he was overweight so he had started to get it together mm-hmm. but at that point that those six weeks were not enough time to undo the health problems that he created you know so I, i've told this story a lot and and it's insane it's when you're watching somebody's face the impression that they get from that story initially was it was the starting to get in shape that killed him yeah <laughs> he was alive until he did that. i'm just like dude like how is that where your brain goes yeah <laughs> you know? um but 
but yeah, man, I mean, that, that's it is you're, you're not always promised tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And, and right now is, is all there is, you know what I'm saying? The, the past is gone. It's not coming back. It's, it, that's what I tell people is the past doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? It's not, a, it's a thing that happened, but it no longer exists. It never will again. So that's, it's a fantasy. Like yeah. it doesn't exist. There's no, there's no sense in focus anything on, on your past. You know what I'm saying? Learn from it. And then you take those lessons into your present and make better choices in the present to then create the future. But the future is also a thing that never arrives because whenever any future moment arrives, it is then the present moment. So that's where there's, there's only right now. And that's what a lot of people don't get. So I try to shift their mind when we start talking about uh, like fitness ones, right? Is a lot of people when they, they finally realize like, Oh shit, I've, I've fucked myself up a lot. I need to do something about this. They feel bad about who they are right now, but who they are right now is just a result of the choices that they've made over the past, you know, weeks, months, and, and years, mm -hmm. you know? So the person they are now is the person that's making these new choices. They may be living in the body that is a result of their past choices, but the person they are now is the person making new choices. So that person that you want to be, whatever your goal is, whether it be you know, your body, health, business, whatever it is, you become that person by the choices that you make. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So as soon as you decide to start making those choices, you are already that person. And then you have to, your, the, your reality will align with that as you continue to make those choices. But a lot, that's where people get stuck too, is they think that they, they're going to become this other person, but they're still the person that they are. So that, that's where there's this gap that's, that's insurmountable because you're trying to be one person and become somebody else while you're still the other person. I don't know if I said that in a way that made sense, but yeah. So it's like the you, people that think that if they start working out, it's going to be a new body tomorrow, but it didn't take one bad meal or a couple of bad meals. It was consistently eating like shit or not doing something to get to the point where they're at. So why would you think that by changing or working out a couple of times, it's going to change overnight? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yes. And more, more what I'm saying on that though, is they, they will start working out. They'll start eating better and they, they want to become this goal that they have. Right. Mm -hmm. But they still see themselves as the old person. Right. Yeah. So they're, they see themselves as the same person making different choices, which is like an act essentially. You see what I'm saying is it's, it's the person that's going to diet for three months. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so they, they do that. Like, oh, I'm going to do this for this period of time. And then what? You know, and that, that's where a lot of people get stuck is because they, they'll do a program, they'll get to a goal, but they didn't actually change anything. You know what I'm saying? They just willed themselves along for a period of time. Yeah. And that, I mean, you can do that. You can do that with discipline. Like, that's good. You can, you can absolutely discipline. Um, yourself for three months, six months, a year, whatever, to stick to a diet, to stick to a workout program, a hundred percent. But if that's the way, that's the perspective that your mind's at is that you're, you're just sticking to this thing, then it's as temporary as that is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not doing it as this is what I do. Like, this is the way I live my life. This is, 
going to the gym is part of my day. These things that I eat are just the things that I eat because that's the way that I live my life. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to get to that perspective that you're actually changing your life, not just doing a thing for a little while. That's more like uh, that kind of mentality would work for somebody that's like a fighter or like somebody that's going for like a run, like a marathon or something, because you know, you have a deadline to get to that point and then possibly you don't have to do it for another bit of time after. But something yeah, like exactly. your fitness, you need to do it consistently. You know, it's like they say you got to make yeah. it a lifestyle change. It's like I'm not doing a diet. This is just how I'm going to eat. This is a new habit I'm forming. Yeah, exactly. And and that is crazy. There, there's very well, there's there's a lot of people that can do that on on a good level to be generally healthy. But like in in what like what I do with, you know, for myself and the way I promote myself online and everything like that and other people that do the same as myself, there's a lot of people don't understand that as well. Because when you think of like, like you said, a fighter, you're going to train very intense and eat a certain way for a fight. And then after your fight, you can back off a little bit. Mm -hmm. You still got to keep training and eating well. You don't just quit exercising and sit on the couch and eat shit. You know what I'm saying? They still train, but the training, getting ready for a fight and the diet getting ready for a fight and all that is not the same. It's not that same intensity year around. You couldn't do it like that all the time. You know, same thing like with bodybuilding, you know what I'm saying? You have these guys that will diet down for a show and then they have an off season. You know what I'm saying? Same thing in a lot of sports. So there's on season and off season. There's, it's a whole different game when you take things to, that's just the lifestyle all the time, you know? And so that's kind of where, where I had to realize that was, part of my deal with with what i'm doing is i'm not taking myself to like competition level conditioning anymore you know what i mean i don't need to do that for what i do but i need to be in shape pretty much all the time yeah you know i can't do the on season off season type of thing so that was part of like the way that i shifted my focus on it was i was like well this is just the deal is i get to live my life doing pretty much just what i want to do you know but in order to do that, that means that's all I get to do. You know, I don't get to just eat whatever, whenever, uh, types of things like that, because it's literally my job to stay in shape now. And that's actually made it easier in a way. It's just that type of a focus. So it's, it's, yeah, that's what I say for, for other people too, is you just have to decide what it is that you really want and why that is. And if that's really important to you. You know what I'm saying is, um, you know, thinking that you need to lose weight to look better, to impress somebody that's never going to get you, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, but when you, you start to, you know, look at it for yourself is why, why do I want to look better? How will that make me feel better? Um, there's all those types of things. Then you start to get to your, your own reason, you know what I'm saying? And then when you're doing it for you, that's when you actually can shift your mindset on it because now you're doing something that you want to do, you know, versus having to do something to fit some sort of standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the people that do it and it ends up becoming a chore. Then they start resenting it. And then that's when they go back to their old ways. It seems. Well, yeah. And it's, well then yeah, exactly. It's, it's all belief systems, man. Like that's what it all comes down to. And that's what I tell people too, is like working out, 
it does not need to be that hard. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people get mad that I say that it can be very, very hard. You know what I'm saying? But what it takes for the average person to just get in good shape and be healthy. I'm not talking, you know, like crazy bodybuilder body, anything like that, but just, you know, the, the kind of shape that most people want to be in to just look better, have their clothes fit better, feel good, not be in pain, have energy, all that type of stuff. It literally does not take that much work. It takes consistency. That's why I preach to everybody more than anything is consistency over everything else. Because, you know, you get a lot of people that they want to make changes so fast that they go way too hard and wind up burning out Mm -hmm. or getting hurt or hating it because they think that they need to go so hard. And it's like, no, I mean, you do need to put in effort. You can't just like, fuck around you know what i'm saying um you gotta you gotta put in effort you need to sweat you need to feel a little bit of a burn and and you know breathe heavy a little bit you know put in some actual effort and just do that consistently and you will get there like that's that's literally it you know then there's the diet side as as well which becomes important as well and again that's that is the easiest part of all of it because it's simply a choice you know what I'm saying? Like what you eat takes very, very little effort. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm talking physical effort. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. We're talking about what's, what's actually hard, you know? And then that's why I break it down to people is physically doing things can be hard. It can be challenging. Making a choice is not hard. You know what I'm saying? It, it feels hard, right? Because of your belief systems, but it's just a thought in your head. Like that's all that's going on when you make a choice is you're just thinking, you know what I'm saying? That's not a hard thing to do, but we create so much anxiety around things like that, that people, if you ask anybody, they'll tell you the diet is the hardest part. And that's just not true. But when you break down what they're saying is actually hard is they're telling you that it's the hardest part for them is to make choices. Mm. And they're the one that's in control of those choices. So in reality, it's not hard, but you have it created yet such a deep rooted idea in your mind that it's so hard that that's what you believe, you know, and that is a very difficult concept for people to grasp because so many people have that belief so deeply ingrained in them that it's hard to change. And that's just not true. It's not, it's just a choice and a choice is nothing more than a thought and you don't have to do anything. That's why I tell people you can sit on the couch, not move at all and make a new choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And then you, you have to continue to act on those choices, which are just more choices. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think that the people that get to that point where they're just like, they don't want to take ownership of their actions. So they are like, Oh, it's like the, the companies are misleading me with the food or they're doing this and they're doing that, but they're not taking consideration that they're the one putting the food in their mouth. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. I've, I've had this argument with one client in particular, like a very passionate debate about it one time. Um, because yeah, she was so just like very passionately arguing with me about how the, the food companies are tricking us all and they're 
manipulating it. I'm like, dude, no, they're making the food. That's the one that, that drives me crazy is they make it addictive. Like, <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what addiction is, you know? And, and that's, that drives me nuts is when people talk about food being addictive. Like, no, no, it's not. And when you're saying that, that's, that's insulting to people with actual addictions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like, why are you not addicted to tomatoes or <laughs> like things exactly, that, that aren't exactly. unhealthy? No, you you like a thing that tastes good. That's yeah. fucking normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cookies are cookies taste good. <laughs> that doesn't sugar taste good. You like sugar. That doesn't mean it's addictive. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like wanting that's that's the thing. That's where it's a big cop out is wanting more of something is not an addiction. That's a discipline problem. You know what I'm saying? with you know certain drugs and things like that where your body becomes dependent on the substance that's a completely different thing yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah like 100% man like there people do try to you know pass the buck from this like, oh it's the food companies doing this and then the thing that i say well if you know that then what the fuck is your you talking about you know what i'm saying like if if you think that's true then you've you've cracked their secret or whatever you know what i'm saying so now you're, you're telling me you know what they're doing and you're still making the same choices so where's the real problem there so do any of these people yeah. ever go and be like well maybe i should go seek counseling for this addiction problem i have uh not that i know of. <laughs> that's a good point um you're not I, I i mean i don't know anybody personally that's that's Start counseling over a food addiction type of thing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know there are people that do that. You know, that is a definite thing. And I mean, wh whatever you want to to call it, that's that's fine. Is but it's it's about dealing with with the root issues. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the choices that you make and how you allow yourself to make those choices. Because that's the thing is, so many people. Are just so asleep to that, man. That they they just are driven by compulsion. Mm -hmm. You know what? They they react to things. That's what I was talking about in the beginning. Is is people are very reactive. You know they they don't they will do something once a problem occurs, or you know that there's that, or they see something that tastes good and they're like oh I want that, and then they see something else oh I want that, and they just chase shiny objects and good food and then wonder why their life is the way that it is, you know? Yeah. And like I always think like those kind of people, they need like, there's no point of one to, to get in shape if you're not going to fix your inside that got you to that place in the first place. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. That's what I was saying is, is you can, you can get in shape. You can, you can, you can succeed without dealing with your shit, but it's not going to last. Yeah. You know I'm saying it just, just isn't because like I said, you're just you're just uh, sticking to something for a period of time. You're not actually making a change, you know. And you know that that's where you know a lot of people have an issue with uh, the was it the lap band or the gastric bypass surgery, you know? Is you're not changing anything, you know? Yeah. What I'm saying you're, you're forcing, and and I don't a hundred percent disagree with that surgery, right? Because when it's done in the right context for someone who is, you know, very dangerously overweight, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you're doing that at that point because so talking about like that, that 
600 pound guy that uh, my dad worked with that, that passed away, you know, someone like that, where they're, they're to the point where they could die yeah. any day. Like they're, they're running on borrowed time right now, as far as getting in shape. So they may not have the time to make the changes that they need to make. So in that sense, that surgery, I would agree with, it can be a lifesaver at that time, but that's just giving them time to now learn and make the changes. You know what I'm saying? But when people do it as just a way out, then they wind up creating more problems for themselves rather than, than making better, you know, and that's a, a rough surgery too. Like it is, it's a, it's a very rough surgery to recover from. There's, there's typically a lot of complications. Yeah. Because you can't eat certain uh, foods, right? Or drink certain things or. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of that. But just, just the, the recovery from the surgery itself. Yeah. Is very harsh compared to a lot of other surgeries. Uh, so yeah, that that's a crazy one, man. Is is just even that though, too, is the fact that you're, you're willing to go through that, to have your body cut open and your <laughs> stomach made smaller. And go through all these complications of recovery. And they're, they're very honest about it. Like doctors are. They're very honest about how many. Like I've. I don't know that I've known anyone that's had that surgery that has not had a complication. Really? From, like yeah. Like complications are very typical in the surgery. I mean it's. it They turn out okay. You know people aren't dying left and right. I mean mm-hmm. people do die from that surgery as well. It does happen. Like, like other things as well. I'm not trying to be scary about it. But the truth is, like, there are more complications with that surgery than a lot of other surgeries, you know. So the fact that people are willing to go through that instead of just making different choices is is wild to me. You know, that's that's why I focus so much on, like, the mind and consciousness and stuff with what I do, because that's such a lacking part in our world today. And I'm, I'm really trying to spread more awareness of that because like that, that's insane to me, man, that you, you have so little control over your own mind that you have to have someone cut your body open and make your stomach smaller because you can't just control your own choices. You have to be forced into it like that. Like that's, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, like, and like you said, it's a brutal surgery, and then some people end up gaining the weight back still after doing it. So that just shows yeah. you that it's a more of a mental thing. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a hundred percent a mental thing. You know, and and that's the thing: the everything that needs to be done to achieve that result without the surgery can very easily be done just by making different choices. That's it. Yeah, like that's literally it. Is it's that simple. And that's where I think people get messed up sometimes is they, they overcomplicate things. Mm. You know, they, they, they make things, they make it out to be such, so much a bigger deal than it is that when you really break it down to how simple the solution actually is, their brain like can't process it. They're like, no, it can't just be that easy. Yeah. No, but it, it is dude. It, it literally is. You it's like the people that are like, oh, I want to lose 20 to 50 to 100, 200, 300, whatever amount of pounds. It's like, just start with one yeah. or just start with getting up and doing something every single day. Yeah, and then exactly. eventually over time, if you're consistent with it and watch what you're eating, it'll, it'll dwindle down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. And, and yeah, 
like as far as the exercise portion goes like there's a lot of different levels you can do you know there's uh, some very difficult stuff very intense stuff out there but just if you're just trying to lose some weight and just get healthy all you have to do is move your body in some fucking way <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah go for a wipe go for a walk ride a bike dance play a sport whatever you know lift weights run whatever it doesn't matter just literally just move your body in some fucking way shape or form for an hour a day or even a half an hour a day but when you break it down like and when you ask for just an hour because all, all i'm talking about is time right now i'm talking about time out of your day yeah right take one one fucking hour out of your day off of fucking netflix off of facebook instagram set that shit aside because i guarantee you there's not one fucking person out there that's not doing that shit for an hour a day yeah you know what i'm saying like every single person out there can spare an hour of the shit that they're doing a day well like i always so say I, that and just move around yeah an <laughs> hour is gonna pass regardless day. if you're doing something or not exactly. so you might as well exactly. use that hour to better yourself either being financially yeah. physically or mentally exactly well, yeah, I think I can't remember if we talked about it the last time I was I was on here. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to remember the math off the top of my head, but I'd, I'd add it up. Like if you you say that, you know, most I would say most people spend four hours a day. Right. Mm -hmm. On bullshit. Right. Whether and I, I don't mean like just, you know, trash stuff, but things that are not productive to their life. Like you know social media just, and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so like say social media, well, and well, social media can be productive too, depending on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you, if you follow a lot of good accounts, you can get a lot of good information learn some things. So you can, you can spend productive time on there. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not even caught myself because like for my, myself, like I only follow, um, you know, pages with value, you know, people or pages that I'm going to get stuff out of. Um, but I've caught myself before too, where I'm just, I just wind up scrolling, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like I'm not actually even paying attention. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of caught in the loop. You know what I'm saying? So you can get, you can get caught in that same loop of, um, well, I've heard it called mental masturbation <laughs> where you're essentially just consuming good content, good content, but you're not doing anything, right? You're not retaining the information. You're not taking action on the information. So you're just making yourself feel better because you're consuming good shit instead of bad shit you know yeah so you can still do it that way too you know what i'm saying but i'm also talking about bullshit conversations you know mm. what i'm saying like you know think about being at work and just getting caught in some gossip conversation you yeah. know what i'm saying it's just negative energy not productive shit like that you know what i'm saying so and whatever other just wasted time right so if you if you were to waste four hours a day doing that, right? Um, over the in, in over the course of a year, that's two months mm. of time that you waste just by wasting four hours a day, and that's that's accounting for twenty four hour days. But when you account for um, uh, that you're sleeping, so you sleep eight hours a night, so now you have sixteen hours in your day. That four hours now translates into um, three months of, out of the year that you wasted, right? And then if you consider eight hours of work, <laughs> right, um, 
then it winds up being something like um, four months out of the year but that you waste. Wow. Just by wasting four hours a day translates to four months out of the year of time that you waste on just shit you don't need to be doing. <laughs> you know yeah. I wonder and, if we uh, had like a like a a tracker like a like how how a battery shows you when it's draining. If we could see that yeah. physically, like this is our life or this is the time we're wasting, what we do more with it. Even though we know we all know yeah. we're going to die, but for some reason it just seems like we can't get it into our head until one we see somebody we're close to us die or somebody around our age die. Then yeah. we're like, oh, exactly. they were so young. Oh, they 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 had so much more life to live. But then we don't take that into consideration for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, man, and and the the longer it goes on, the like I said the harder, the harder it is to turn back, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, I don't want to discourage people too, because and that's the thing is is people's minds are rough, man. Because you can say that to some people, and it will inspire them. You're like, oh shit, you know what? I need to get it together. Mm-hmm. He's right, you know. And then the another person can hear those same exact words and be like, oh well, now it's no use. I'm too old now. Like it's mm-hmm. too late. I'm not going to be able to change it. You know, so it's two different perspectives on the thing, you know, and that, that kind of gives you an idea of how different people think, you know, there's, there's a story about, uh, uh, these twin brothers that had a, a dad that was an alcoholic drug addict in and out of jail, da, 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 you know, that story. And one of the brothers, uh, turned out very, very successful. Um, I don't remember what it was he did. The other brother turned out like the dad drug addict, alcoholic in jail. And they asked him, you know, why? And they both said, you know, what other choice did I have? Mm. You know? And so you have one person that sees their dad, you know, behaving that way. And is like, I am not going to end up like that. I'm going to do everything in my power to not end up like that. And then the other person just sees that as a curse. Like, Oh, well, that's, that's where I come from. That's who I am. Yeah. That's the way it is. And, uh, they don't do anything about it. That's fucking sad, man. You know, and, and that's what, you know, I was thinking about, I was talking with my wife the other day too. I was kind of thinking about it, about, you know, just like the, the different classes and that we have in our society and how like you, you see, you know, people that become massively successful. A lot of times either we're very fortunate, right. That they had, you know, not necessarily even born into wealth, you know what I'm saying? But they were, they were born into a good situation and had good guidance and, and stuff on the way up and, and helped to get to where they're going. Or you have the total opposite of people that had absolutely nothing, you know, like bad parents, broke, struggling, stuff like that. And they had no other choice but to do that. And then you have the vast majority of people who are in the middle, like Mm -hmm. the middle, middle class and where their lives are just good enough that they don't really need to seek a whole lot of change, but they're not quite good enough to get them anywhere successful. And that's where a lot of people wind up stuck in the rat race type of thing, you know, and, and that's where they talk about a job as being just over broke where they pay you just enough to stay. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I was stuck in that for a long time, man, you know, working in the, the gyms and everything like that, you know, 
Um, and that's when, uh, you know, myself, my wife, and a, a couple other people were looking at starting our own gym. And just all the stuff that, and this was, you know, years ago before I started doing what I do now. Um, but back then when we were working in the gym and then trying to do all of the things we had to do to start a full gym and the money involved and stuff, we're just like, dude, how, how do you do this working in the fitness industry? Because doing what we were doing, you know, being personal trainers, working in a gym, you're not going to make enough money to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, you get stuck in that rat race of, of just getting by. And then that's where, when you start buying shit, you don't need, like we were talking about in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, just spending the money that you have on stuff instead of, uh, ways to move you forward. That's how you again, get stuck in that cycle, you know? So yeah, like our, our society and our world is very set up for that, you know, to be stuck in these, these cycles. And that's, to be honest, that's the way right now that it works, you know? Um, where we're moving into with, in the future with technology and AI and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole nother topic, but um, that could, you know, definitely change some stuff. But right now, you know, for our society to work the way that it does, you have to have people that are doing things that they don't want to be doing and why they're doing it. I don't know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, that's the thing that I, I, I think about a lot of times, like when I like, go to, I, I don't know, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'll go to a place and I'll be like, what, how did you wind up working here? Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, why, why is this what you're doing with your life? When it's somebody where I, I know that like they can be doing more, I know they want to be doing like, why are you not doing more? Like, why do you think this is the place that you're supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? Do you think like so, they get stuck in thinking that that's their value because that's all that was around them? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it, it has something to do with their value. I mean, if they think that's what's around, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I think it's, you know, very different from person to person, you know what I'm saying? But I, like that, that's the thing I try to figure out now because honestly, I've just never thought that way. Like since, I was like my, my first job, I worked at the hockey rink because I was a hockey player. I liked playing hockey. So that's where I wanted to work. <laughs> you know, when I got into fitness, then I started doing that because that's what I wanted to do. So, I mean, I've, I've done other side jobs and stuff. I worked at a steel warehouse for a while. I worked at Kodak back when that was a thing and there was film <laughs> years ago. Um, so I've done other like, job jobs like that i worked at macy's for a little while um, but any of those things i've done were like side things while i was trying to get my personal training thing going in the beginning you know i'm talking back in my early 20s and stuff um but yeah the, I, I worked other jobs to, to make money and get by always with the purpose of pursuing what i was really trying to do yeah you know what i'm saying which is what i do now so like, and that, that's why that's interesting to me with other people, because I have just never thought any other way, but that, like, I've never, I've never considered doing anything other than what I wanted to do, you know? So it's interesting to me how people do get stuck.
stuck in a situation like that, you know, um, just working at a, a place they don't want to be at doing some, you know, fast food. Like, I don't think there's anybody that is like passionate about working fast food. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to talk shit about anybody. I mean, do, do what you got to do and, and do what, you, but I don't think there's anybody that, that that's what they wanted to do for a career. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like if you um, looked at somebody that say does like, um, some middle, uh, what is it called? Not middle wage. Um, what's minimum that? wage. Yeah. Minimum wage job for somebody that is like a doctor or something. Like you're telling me yeah. if the person would have had the same kind of upbringing or education, they wouldn't have chose that path and the minimum wage job. It's yeah, like I sometimes know. I think I wonder if people just like, oh, this is all I can do. So, or this is all that everybody's ever told me. Like, this is my ceiling. I'm going to stop right here. Like, maybe oh, yeah, if they yeah, had absolutely. more people like watering them, like, hey, you can do anything you fucking want to do. Then, you know. I mean, obviously, we need people yeah. to work these jobs. And there's a job's a job. Like, that's that's a respectable thing. But if you, I think my thing is if, if, if you want more and you complain about it and then you're not doing anything to change it, then that you're the problem. Like, if you're yeah, happy exactly. with doing that job, more power to you. But if you're one of those people yeah, that's exactly. bitching, but you do nothing, like they say, you should work a nine to five and then work five to nine on your side hustle to do what you want to do to break free of that nine to five. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I did. You know what I'm saying? I, I did that. Exa- I mean, when I, I got certified as a personal trainer when I was 18, right? you had to be, I mean, I was studying from 16 to 18 because you had to be 18 to do that. I knew at that point, that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I did that. And then my only knowledge of marketing at the time at 18 years old was to get some uh, free business cards and put them on the front desk of the gym and hope people picked them up and called me. And that was it. And that didn't happen, you know? So <laughs> that was how that started. And uh, so then I, I worked in a nutrition store for a while. Um, I worked uh, I said Macy's for a while, steel warehouse, um, Kodak, different things like that. I don't remember what all I've done, but exactly that, you know, is, is that stuff was, was side stuff while I was trying to get personal training going, you know, and I, and I just didn't know how to do it. Uh, so I was, trying to learn this and that and i eventually you know figured out how to learn sales marketing and all that kind of stuff um and then i finally got to the point where i could do personal training uh full time but but yeah man like work whatever job you need to to get you where you want to be yeah. but don't just get stuck and that's your life you mm-hmm. know and and that's that's what i'm saying man it's like i'm not I'm not talking shit on fucking anybody, man. Like, like if you work fast food, but then do something else to get where you want to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you're just getting up and going to work every day and going home and then getting up and going and going home, what are you doing? You know, they're not, you're stuck, you're stuck in the loop. Yeah. I think that's just doing a disservice to this amazing body that we were given. Yeah. So I think we as people were designed to do more than most of us do. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, and, and the other thing is we've been talking about the, the job thing though, too. Like I was saying, like you can get stuck in a good job too. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's a safety and, net. And I, I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, when I was a, a fitness manager with 24 hour fitness, 
uh, I, I made decent money. You know, I made pretty good money, um, enough that I, my life was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I liked what I did. You know, I, I, I was working at the gym. I was managing trainers. I was teaching other trainers. I was training people as well. Uh, I was doing that. So I was doing what I liked to do. And I was making enough to be comfortable, but not where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know? And then I remember one day realizing that I was just living at that point. Like I was just getting up, going, doing the same thing, going home. And it was just repeat every day. And then that's where, to me, it was just like, it was like this wake up of this isn't, no, this can't be it. Like, this is not as good as my life gets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My life wasn't bad by any means, but I also wasn't satisfied. Like, this is not enough. Like, this is not the way that I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Like, it's just, it's just not, you know? And then that was a, a very awakening moment to me because then I had to realize like, oh shit. So what do I do now? <laughs> like, how do I get myself out of this situation? Which um, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't unhappy, in, but I, I knew I was at my ceiling. Yeah. At, of the, you know, and I knew that wasn't my ceiling for my life, but I knew if I kept doing what I was doing, then my life was not going to be any different. You know, so that that's where I kind of had to start reevaluating things and making changes and and stuff like that. So you can get caught in on different levels too. You know, like my wife and I t- talk about like a like a video game, man. Like there's just different levels to it. You know, and and when you level up, you unlock new characters, which can help you get to the next level things like that, you know, and, and that's where I think a lot of people get stuck too, is they'll be on like a level three in the game and they're wanting to play level 30, <laughs> but they're wanting to skip everything in between. Like, dude, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, if you try to go into, if you're a low level character in a video game and go try to battle with all these high level, you'll get annihilated mm-hmm. instantly. And then you're going to think you're worthless and like, no, you're not like that. That's where people, I think if they try to jump levels too quickly, they get beat down and then they think that they're, that's all they're worth is where they're at. Well, no, like you didn't, you tried to skip, you know what I'm saying? You didn't try to just grind it out. You know, you have to farm a little bit. You have to, you know, do pay your dues and and go the right way. And you unlock new items you unlock new characters, things like that, you know? So yeah, that's just my way of looking at it, man. You look at life like a video game and different levels, different items to unlock, different characters to unlock. It starts to make a lot more sense to a whole lot of people. And you can start to kind of break it down over time and figure out how to get where you want to go. Now, do you think that there's just something in certain people, though, that is not built into others? Or do you think that can be instilled? Like, do you Um, think your desire to want to do more is just something that's always been inside you or that's how you were raised? Or do you think that? It's not how I was raised. Okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like my, yeah, I I didn't have a whole lot of um, that type of support. I mean, to be honest, man, my my mom told me numerous times I would never amount to anything. 
So <laughs> that was kind of the, the reason I had. So I kind of got, I just never believed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Did that so, give you like a fuck you mentality though, that I can do more? Cause I think honestly, no, honestly, no. And I hear that a lot, man. I do. I hear that a lot. I've, I've never had that, you know, and to be honest is yeah. Like as we're talking about it, man, I've honestly, like I said, I've, I've only ever wanted to do like for jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've only ever wanted to do things that I like, Yeah, you know, I've only ever wanted to do things I want to do. I, I've just never wanted to do things um, that I don't want to do. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to do certain things that I don't want to do yeah. in order to get me to where I want to be. That type of thing. But no, I've just never really been willing to work just a whatever career just because, you know mm. what I'm saying? And I definitely wasn't, brought up <laughs> to to be that way so so i don't know i mean to me that i think i mean maybe it's just because i i haven't had a whole lot of other people telling me otherwise you know but oh to, to your question was um does that did it give me like a fuck you no it didn't i mean honestly i just didn't care you know when my mom said that to me i was just like no like that's bullshit you know i just it was more of just like you're fucking crazy you don't know what you're talking about type of thing like do you think that was something more in her that she was reflecting on you oh 100 yeah yeah you know and and since um you know since being an adult uh you know with my mom we we get along now but like we're we're not close and we've had we've had talks about um like this type of stuff a little bit and and some of the issues that she has but she's just not willing to really do anything differently. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she, she has a lot of like projected stuff that, that I even see just from um, coming from her mom. Right. And stories that she's told me from her mom and how that's affected her into the behaviors she has today. So that, that's the thing is like, per, as a kid, I didn't really understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> you know, I just was kind of like, I, I definitely had like the fuck you attitude with that. Like, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about, Yeah. but it didn't make me like, Oh, I'm going to do this to prove. And like, I, I never had the desire to prove anything. To anybody. Mm, you know okay. Like it's always been, it's always been for me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my, my drive and motivation for anything that I do has always been for my own desires. Like it's never been to prove anything to anybody. And so that's another one, you know, like, and I hear people say that a lot otherwise, you know, and I just don't get it personally, you know, and the way that I explain it to people is if somebody's going to doubt you, like if they're going to tell you, you can't do something, then they're obviously not really a very cool person to mm-hmm. begin with. But if that person's going to tell you that you can't do something and then you go and fucking do it, all you did is prove them wrong. And that doesn't generally make those people very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like people that doubt you don't like to be proven wrong. So even if you do that, you're still not proving anything because then they're just going to talk shit on something else. Like that's the thing is there, they're going to make some excuse for it. You know, is it's it's always going to be like that. So if you're, if you're putting your motivation into proving something to somebody else, you're setting yourself up for, some trouble yeah you're setting yourself up for disappointment 
And then what happens for a lot of people is they'll they'll do that. They, they'll that can be a very powerful motivator, and they can do a lot of work and do that. And then when it happens, and they don't get the oh shit, I was wrong or whatever. They don't like a lot of times. I don't think people even know what it is that they're expecting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like oh. You know, my mom told me I couldn't do it, so fuck that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove her wrong. And then what? You know, yeah. like what happens is they accomplish it, and then it's empty. You know, and and that happens a lot with um, celebrities or wealthy people that they get to the top of the mountain, but their their only goal is to get to the top of the mountain. You know, what I'm saying like somebody whose goal is to be rich and famous. You know what I'm saying? And they become rich and famous, but then they don't know what to do with that. Mm. Yeah, you like know? what's next? Or this is not fulfilling like I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, because it's just it's just a moment, you yeah. know. And and that's the thing. You've been chasing this goal and then you achieve the goal and then it passes. Yeah. You know? And like the like the thing we talk about is like getting a new car, right? Say you get that, you know. Mercedes, Lexus, whatever. And, you know, you, you've been working hard and, you know, saving money, whatever, you know, you, you go get this car, you sign the paper, you, you drive it off. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like I just bought this shit. Like I did, you know, put it in your garage, you go out and look at it, <laughs> you know, um, drive it. You know, and that, that whole feeling lasts maybe a few weeks, maybe a couple months, but then eventually you're just getting your car and going to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not new anymore. It's just what it is, you know, and same thing. You can buy this big ass, fancy, expensive house. And then eventually it's just the place that you live. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that doesn't mean it's shitty. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean it like loses value. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's not like the, the newness and the excitement that it wears off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it wears off. So like when you're, when you're chasing just a goal, then oh. sorry, my had headphones in and they died on me. Oh, you're good. Um, hold on. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, that's distracting, but, um, what was I telling you? Sorry. That threw me off. Oh, about chasing the goal. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you're just chasing a goal, and then you get there, then it it passes. You right. So, what I tell people is, you need to you need to fall in love with the process, right? Yeah. So, when we're talking about, uh, well, what we were talking about is being being rich and famous. You know what I'm saying? Or just being wealthy, whatever. Like if if you don't like what you do, you know that's why I talk about getting stuck in the loop with a a job that that's good that that might pay you well, but if you don't like it, right. And your goal is just to be wealthy. Well, now what do you have? You have a lot of money. You hate your job. You're probably not too happy with your life. You don't have a lot of time. So now what, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it, it can be the same thing with, with a fitness goal too. Like if your goal is to just get in shape, you get there and then what, like you accomplish the goal, but now what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you have to fall in love with the doing. You have to decide. It's not about getting in shape. It's I'm going to work out now. I'm going to eat healthy now. 
that's what it's about. So going back to like what you were saying about video games, did you ever see that movie? I think it's called Free Guy. It's a Ryan yes. Reynolds movie. <laughs> that is my new favorite movie. <laughs> well, it's just like it's that's life for a lot of people, though. A lot of people, what they call NPC, like a non-playable yes. character. So like that's just a role to just be in the game and doing nothing. And then he broke yes. free, obviously, and wanted to do more with his life. But so uh, do you think there has to be people that have to be NPCs? Like that's just there. Or do you think they just haven't cracked the code to open up their mind to want to do more? I think it's both. And I think those two things together is how the universe works, right? So that's going to take it to a whole nother spiritual type level. But when you go get into like the, the universe and connectivity and all of us being interconnected and being one consciousness, sharing different experiences, mm-hmm. then from that perspective, you see those people are just at a different point in their process. Right. And then this is getting more into like a, a Buddhist philosophy of like reincarnation and things. So with that philosophy, we are here to experience and live out our karma from our past life, essentially. Right. So what we did in our past life determines to an extent experiences that we'll have in this life or where we start or type of thing like that. Right. So, you know, you have some people that have to, you know, struggle through more experience to learn and unlock from, you know, what they, they experienced in the past. Um, You have other people that are are born into a different level, um, different things like that. But I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's just a, people are at different points in their experience and that's the way that it all works together on a big level um, to make everything work type of thing. You know I mean? It's, it's the same idea of how, uh, you know, water evaporates from the ocean becomes clouds, which are blown by the wind over the land, which drops rain, which, you know, that's how everything works. That's how our, our earth works together. It's one big system so same thing with with us with um just in our our human society it's all one big system you know and you need different people doing different things and that, and that's one of the things that's just so incredible about humanity as a species and everything that we do you know you look at any other uh animal on earth they all do this that species they all do the same things right but i have wolves they act the same way squirrels do what they do birds do what they do but humans can do such a variety of different things and there's so many different things that we are capable of humans that one being cannot do all of those possible things you yeah. know what i'm saying or just the knowledge involved right the knowledge involved to know how to make this phone work <laughs> that i'm using versus the knowledge of how to grow agriculture you know what I'm saying like those are two vastly different things um, that that people need to have a lot of education on in order to be able to do those things. And it would not be possible for one species to have to do all of that. Right. So we're able to share knowledge, have different interests, have different experiences. And that's what creates all the, the things that we have and can do. So, yeah, I think, you know, people are just different points in their um 
life journey mm-hmm. to that's led them to that point. And then that's where it just gets, that's where it's interesting to me. It's when I see a person doing something that I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not in like a negative way. It's in, it's like out of curiosity. I'm not like judging them. I'm just, I'm curious. I'm like, what, what kind of things happen and what choices led you to like, to hear, like, why is this where you're at? You know? And that's my hope is that like that kind of thing and thinking will inspire other people to, to think that way. I mean, I, I even heard Dana White from the UFC told a story that owns the UFC. He used to be a bellhop at a hotel in New York. Mm-hmm. And he, he talked about just, he was standing there at work one day. He's like, what the fuck am I doing here? And just <laughs> left. Yeah. You know, like, like, I mean, you can have that moment, like, right then and there you know it doesn't have that that was my point i was talking about earlier is that change can happen immediately it does not need to be this whole fucking long drawn out process that people make it out to be yeah and the fact of the matter it's just not like i did a video about that i think last week where i was talking about uh when you think about anything that you've actually ever changed in your life what you've really done is gone through cycles and cycles of the same bullshit until you said you know what I'm fucking sick of this. Mm. And then you decided not do it anymore. And when you decided you were sick of it and made an actual choice, because it's one thing, you know what? I really should do this. I really should do that. But then you eventually get to a point where you fucked enough shit up where you're just like, dude, no, like I'm fucking done with this bullshit. Yeah. So that's the thing is it can feel like this whole big daunting task, but it, it doesn't need to be. And once you make that decision, that's it, you know? That's so true, man. And it's like, I guess it's kind of infuriating to some people when I guess you've gotten to that point where you want to make changes, but then you're around people that don't. Yeah. So what do you do in that situation? Like, say you're around somebody that doesn't want to change. Do you just cut them out of your life or do you try yeah, to encourage much, them? Honestly, dude. I mean, to, yes. I mean, to an extent. And well, that's kind of a, it's, it's a little bit of a big answer on that because I have a few different perspectives. Right. So like, I don't care what anybody does with their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to be some like super successful person doing big, crazy shit to be my friend type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if the same thing, if you work fast food, like I was talking about earlier, if you work fast food and you are fucking happy with your life and you like what you're doing and you you know, are a positive person. Cool, dude. I'm, I'm great with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're good and happy and you're doing what you want to be doing. And the same thing too, is if, if you just want to do that, I don't care what somebody does for work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not judging that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm judging is doing something you're not happy with and then bitching about it. Like, I don't yeah. want that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you just want to do whatever job to pay your bills and provide you with your life outside of that. And then outside of that, you do what you want to do and you're happy and positive. Yeah. We'll be friends, man, for sure. But if you're just like doing something and then bitching about that and then bitching about the way the world is like, I don't like that. Don't fucking complain to me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can talk to me about solutions and stuff, you know, but like, I don't even, I don't even like talking about like politics or government or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're talking about something like, well, you know, we could do things this way and that would help with this type of thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Not if you're talking about ways to, to make things work and ways to live and, and, and get by or make changes. Cool. But if you're just complaining about shit, yeah. like, no, don't, 
don't bring that around me. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad energy, man. It weighs you down when you have that kind of people around you. Yeah. Well, and it's the, like I was talking about earlier, that's just wasted time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like if you're just complaining about something that neither one of us can do anything about, even if it's true, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like the most of the shit the government does. They, they're not my f- favorite people, <laughs> but most of it I can't do anything about. So I don't worry about it. You know, yeah. it's, it's the way that it is, you know, and, and some people are like, well, you know, that's, people need to worry about that's how we make changes. Well, cool. But I'm not that person. I'm not a fucking politician. I have no interest in that. Like I'm not, that's not my purpose here to make changes to the laws. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that's where I live my life and I do what I do. And the people that do that or that do feel that's their purpose is to fight that fight. Then I have absolute respect for that. You know what I'm saying? But most of the people that I'm talking about are not fighting for any kind of change. They're not doing anything to change anything. They're just bitching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like those people are, they're of age to do something, but they want to, they want a Monday quarterback. Yeah. It's like, go run, like go run for office. Run Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Do that. Like do something about it. No. Okay. Then shut up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People that just bitch to bitch are just, they're energy vampires. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man. And, and yeah, I don't, I just, I don't put up with that whatsoever. And the thing about it, man, is the more people you keep in your life that are a drain like that, it prevents, it, it's holding space for good people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I heard somebody told me one time they were talking about like a relationship, right? Like a, an intimate relationship. And they said, that if, if you're in a relationship with someone who's not the person for you, then you're preventing yourself from being with the right person and you're preventing that person from being with the right person. Oh, you know, looking at it. So yeah, that's a hundred percent true on an intimate relationship level. But at the same time, it took me many, many years longer to realize it's the same thing with friendships as well. You know, in those type of relationships is if you're keeping people in your life that are, not bringing you forward, then you're, you're keeping a lot of better people out of your life. Mm. You know, do you think a lot of people keep people in their lives just because they've known them for too long and it's just comfortable. And then maybe it's not an easy conversation to have that they need to be oh, yeah. removed in some oh, capacity at least. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, to be, to be honest, man, like I, I always wanted to have like lifelong friends. I always thought, you know, it was important to have lifelong friends and things like that. And I, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's a few people that like, I still kind of keep in touch with that I've known for 20 years or more, but we're not like friends, friends, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We don't talk all the time, hang out, anything like that. You know, um, we'll keep in touch here and there, but no, I mean, I just, I just don't have, lifelong friends. And I I don't think a lot of people do. I don't think like, I don't think that's really natural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, yeah, the, the things, things change, people come and go. And, and to me realizing that has actually, it, it was, it was really rough actually at first in the beginning and sad for me to, to kind of come to that 
realization and conclusion. But in then working through that, um, it actually made things better because you appreciate the time and you appreciate people a lot more when you, you know that this may be temporary. I mean, it is temporary, even life's temporary, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's always temporary, you know, but uh, you know, people change, people move, you know, a lot of different things happen. You know, it's, it's just, we just don't stay in each other's lives forever yeah. anymore. And that's okay. You know, and, and for that reason, it should allow us to appreciate the time we have with people a whole lot more uh, when, when they're here, you know, do you think that like, obviously like there's life and then there's death. So then without that, there wouldn't be the other. And then, so without happiness, there's no sadness or sadness. There's no happiness. And then without winners, there's no losers. Do you agree with that kind of mentality? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but in the, in the sense it, it's a cyclable thing. It's, it's just not right then and there. You know what I'm saying is yes, there's in order to have winners, there have to be losers, but in order to win, you have to lose, mm. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So the, the way that you become a winner is by losing like all the failures and not quitting yeah. gets you to want to be a winner. Exactly. And well, the thing and too, like I, I had another crazy realization for myself too. And, um, cause people talk about, you know, you, you have to fail, you know, with this business and this business, like a lot of things have to fail to get where you want to be. And it kind of like worried me <laughs> with everything I'm doing right now yeah. at first. Uh, but then I started thinking back and realizing how many things I had failed at, <laughs> but I never considered it a failure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, as it, as it happened at the time, it just, well, this didn't work. So now I'm going to try this and that didn't work. So now I'm going to try this. So like I, the way I perceived it was just in that moment, well, this, this isn't working. Okay. So now what am I going to do? Okay. I'm going to do this. And then I just moved to the next thing and let the last one go. And that just kind of happened naturally to me for, which is good, <laughs> you know, yeah. but then, then I kind of realized that like the, a lot of the stuff that I was worried about had already happened, mm. you know? And I just, when it happened, I didn't really worry about it that much. I mean, some shit was rougher at the time than others, but you deal with it and you get by, you know, that's when, when people say that you've, you know, survived a hundred percent of your hardest moments in your life. Um, that that's true. Like you've, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a hundred percent success rate with everything that you've dealt with. So that was another one for me too, is, is realizing that is I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit for, um, their, their abilities, you know? And because when shit gets real, when you get put in that place where you have to do something, everybody comes through, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. everybody that, you know, everybody that I know, like you figure it out or you're dead, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's my point is that, Every person that we all know, when they get, when, you know, when the fire gets held to their ass and they have to fucking do something, they come through and do, you know? And the problem is for a lot of people, there's just not a whole lot of that moment, those moments. And those are the only moments that they choose to move, mm. you know? And that's where they get stuck in, um, and I don't want to say a shitty life, but, you know, in, in a life they're, they're not happy with is because they're only, progressing when they're being forced into it by that rock bottom, 
Yeah. You know, and then they get just above that and then they quit. You know what I'm saying? But when you, if you're that person though, and then you, you take a look at yourself and you're like, you'll hold on. Like I've been fucking up like pretty much my whole life for a long time. But in these moments when shit gets real, I can come through and make big fucking shit happen very fucking quickly. What if I was to just do that all the time? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what I'm saying is people have these moments of power, right? Where they'll be, they'll be in a fucking bind and they got to come up with some money in a week and they somehow do, you know, and then they're like, oh, cool, good. I got by. And then they go back to whatever they're doing before, you know, yeah. until shit gets bad again. And then they act and they come through and then they go back. And I'm like, dude, look at what you did in that very short period of time. If you were to just do that consistently for like a year, imagine where you're like, look what you did in a week. And imagine if you did that 52 weeks in a row where your life would be like that. That's the thing is people, they, they have moments of greatness and then they chill. But if you were to take that power and put it forward consistently, it's unbelievable how fast people can change shit. Yeah. I just really wish is. that more people would simplify their life instead of overcomplicating it. Yeah. It's like somebody that has a messy room. Like, oh, my room's a mess. I might as well keep it a mess because it's going to be too daunting to clean it up. Instead of if every single day you pick up a piece of the trash off the floor, then your room will eventually be clean. And you consistently do that. And you're going to keep your room clean. Yeah. And honestly, you know what I would say is I would honestly say that doing that, disciplining yourself to just pick up one thing a day until it's clean. Will if you do that, I bet you your room will never get dirty again yeah. because you what you did is you created a habit. But if you just clean your room with this whole big daunting task every couple of months when it becomes a complete wreck, then it becomes a wreck again because you created this, you, you drug out this whole long experience. So that's the thing is the moment you recognize that something needs to be done, like the moment you recognize your room's a mess that stays in your mind until you do something about it. Like it's, it sits in the subconscious. And that's the thing is people get, there's so many different things that like that, that people have going on that that's where they get that brain fog because they have this whole cloud of shit in their mind of things they know they need to do that they just haven't done. And it, then it becomes this overwhelming thing. That's where they get so much anxiety about it. And then when they finally go to do it, it's this huge daunting task that they've made even more of a daunting task in their mind for the past several months. And then as they do it, that has now become this whole miserable experience which is something they want to avoid again. So the room becomes a mess. They avoid it again and again and again. They create the same situation again and then back to that same cycle. But if you create the habit of just picking up one thing a day and discipline yourself to picking up that thing every day, but also at the same time, discipline yourself to pick up only that one thing a day and not go do it over, right? Because you don't want to do that either. You're, you're teaching yourself to do something different, mm. not you know, I might as well get it done. There's not even that much left to do. No, stick with the thing, do it like that. And now you've created a habit to picking up your room every single day. And now that it's not a mess anymore, there's usually only one thing to pick up a day. And now it's never going to get messy. Anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw this thing I posted the other day. It said new goals require different fucking habits. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I think I shared that one too. I saw you post that one. But it's just like, you know, it's so true, man. Like you can't continue doing the same dumb shit over and over and expecting different results. No. It's gonna can't. be the same thing that's gonna happen. And there's a lot of people yeah, that man. like they they do something for a little bit, but then they go back to the old ways that got them to the point where they started doing the new stuff to get to like the old way again. It's like, man, yeah. like just keep doing something to change your habits, man. Like if you know this is not working for you, what do they say? Like that's the definition of insanity. Like doing the same thing and over and over and expecting a different result. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people that are doing that though, just with, with their life. Like that, that's what I was, I mean, like I was saying that that was basically what I was doing. When I was still working in the gym. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds a little bit different cause it's just going to work and doing something that I like, but I was doing the same thing day in, day out, expecting my life to go somewhere differently than like it wasn't, it just wasn't going to, it wasn't bad, but it like, that's, that's just what it was, you know, it was not going to change anymore beyond that. And I would, I just, that just wasn't good enough for me, man. Something yeah. that it stuck with me. I saw this, I went to a friend's house. This is like in 2006 and they had this note on the refrigerator. It said those without goals work for those who do. Yeah, And that ever since then, like just reading that thing just hit me so fucking hard. It's like, fuck, man, that's true. And it doesn't mean that you can't have goals working for other people. But it's kind of like we said, you have to do stuff on your free time to get to where you want to be to do something outside of working for somebody else. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you can think about it, too. Like, I mean, even when when I was getting, you know, working in the gym, when I was managing working in the gym, I was getting paid to learn the skills to run a business. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So that's the thing you do too is, is, is sometimes you have to work for other people, but you can, you can do that. So you can, you can do one thing. You can go to college, right? And you can pay for your education, right? Or you can go work for somebody else and get paid to get an education. Yeah. And a hands-on because you're actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah, that's the thing. Or, or, you know, I've heard, uh, I think I want to say it was Robert Kiyosaki that said it, but, um, he, he's a little bit more extreme, but he says, never work for anybody. He says, because then you'll think like an employee, he says, go and work for someone for free, do like an internship Mm. because then you think like an employer. So I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like I said, I think that's a little on the extreme side, (laughs) um, but it's not necessarily bad advice. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I say is, is in the beginning, you know, if you're trying to get into a new uh, field or something like that, that you have no experience in or anything like that, then yeah, get a job working somewhere involved in that, you know what I'm saying? And then you, you're getting paid, but you're, you're learning the skills, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I heard one. And <laughs> so the, I was at this other gym um, right before uh, we start our own stuff now, uh, what we're doing now. And that particular gym that I worked at, this is after 24 hour fitness, uh, but this particular gym was literally the worst job I've ever had. In my life. And I was absolutely miserable there. And, you know, I was definitely that miserable person <laughs> I was talking about earlier. And I would come home from work and I would just bitch to my wife for like two hours about whatever the fuck was going on that day. And I was just miserable, miserable, miserable. And she finally told me, she's just like, why are you letting them have more of your time? 
Like mm-hmm. you already, you know, they're, you're they're already taking eight, nine, 10 hours a day of your, of your time. Why are you giving more of them, more of your time to them when you get home? So that kind of woke me up a bit there um, to realize that as well. So then I knew I needed to change stuff. And that's when um, we started working on putting together our own gym here and, um, you know, doing all the other things we're doing now. Um, but then during that time, I still had to go to this job that I hated every day. And um, also at that time, this uh, guy that I was following on, on YouTube, who uh, was definitely one of my um, big inspirations and, and mentors then, and now he's actually become a friend of mine. Um, but he, he had posted some video talking about um, why you should work a really shitty job. And to develop that grit to do something that you don't want to do, but do it anyway to get you to where you want to be. So in that sense, right, if you're working a job that you hate, that's okay. As long as you are going somewhere with that, you're using that as a vehicle to get you to the next place, you know what I'm saying? So whether it be, you know, money that you need to start a business or to do whatever it is you're trying to do, or whether it be to learn the skills that you need to do something else or just, you know, developing that, that grit either way, like there, you can use those shitty jobs and circumstances to get you to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, It's just when you get stuck there and you just, that's where you're living every day and you're not trying to get anywhere else or not, don't have any desire to get anywhere else. And that's just where, where you're at, that's where you get stuck. Do you think that, I know this is a very, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, insane way of looking at it, but like, that is seen from Fight Club where they go into that convenience store and Brad Pitt puts the gun to the guy's head and it's like, hey, you need to get your shit together and become, I think he wants to become a dentist or something, I can't remember what it is. And then, like, yeah. after the guy runs off, he tells uh, Edward Norton, like, that's going to be the best meal the next day he has because he has his new lease on life. So I wonder if some people, like, if they had, like, an, a moment where they knew their, their life was about to flash before their eyes or they're about to lose their life, would they still be doing that same shit, like this, you know, minimum wage job or whatever? Would, or would they try to seek something more if they knew that their life was going to end at that very moment unless they made a change? I don't know. I mean, you, you'd want to think, yes, <laughs> you know, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good answer <laughs> for that. I don't know what a lot of people would do. I'd want to, I want to think yes, you know, but to, to that extent, you know, or that's, that's kind of like what the, the ego death is with, with psychedelics, you know, is it, it puts you into that place where it strips everything away and kind of shows you your life from an outside perspective. And, and that's the type of thing why, why those have been so powerful and, and people having those experiences, you know, and because people have compared, not, not compared it to like a near death experience, not in the same, the, not the same type of experience, but the same after effect of the experience. Mm. If that makes sense is having that, that new lease on life. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. For me, that's been, that that's honestly been a big, big part uh, for me of the the things I've learned. I mean, that was definitely, you know, we talked a lot more about it last time, but um, with 
psychedelics, that was definitely a big thing that opened my mind to a lot of this stuff. And then it's been a continuous, you know, conscious journey since in, in opening the mind more on your own, right? Not just <laughs> with that. Um, but, you know, being able to be open with yourself in a non-judgmental way, to be able to look at the parts of yourself that need to be improved or could be improved, but not viewing yourself negatively. You know what I'm saying? Just because I could be better or I'm doing something that's not good, that doesn't mean that I'm not good. You know, yeah. and that's that's where people have, I think, that's where they get stuck in that, you know, is is they're making bad choices. You know, they're making things, choices that are causing their life to be less than what it it could be. But then they create that as being their identity. You're like, no, that's just, those are just the choices that you're making. That's not who you are, you know? And if it is, you can just make new choices and then you're a new person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, you don't need to, to be that. Um, I did a video about that too, where uh, I talked about, you know, when, when I was uh, competing in bodybuilding, you, you, you work out, you look in the mirror, you do your poses and you see what areas of your body need to be improved on. And then you work on those areas. You know, if this area needs to be built up a little bit more, then you focus on that. And if this needs to be cut down a little bit more, then you focus on leaning out a little bit more. And so you're always looking at yourself you know, in a, not in a judgmental, not a negative judgmental way, but you are looking at yourself and judging what needs to be improved on, but in a, in a positive way, you're looking at what can be better and then you're working on it. And it's a happy thing because you're being productive. You do the same thing with your life. You know, if you're making choices that are not good for you, then just recognize that and work on it. That doesn't mean you need to like get down on yourself about it. Yeah. You gotta be self-aware. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, like, yeah. what's going on in in Colorado? Like, I did it did pass, right? Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. So, so does that mean that they can go into just like a like a um, dispensary now and and buy like DMT and mushrooms? No. So the way it was passed, so psilocybin mushrooms are were decriminalized immediately. Okay. Um, from my understanding. Um, the ibogaine, DMT, and mescaline are being added in 2024. So they're they they're part of the thing that passed, but I don't a hundred percent understand if those ones were decriminalized immediately or exactly. I don't know exactly the stipulations on those other three. Okay, you know they're part of the bill, but I do know that like psilocybin, as soon as the bill passed, it went into effect immediately with decriminalization. And then um, the governor has to uh, appoint a board of like 15 people that are going to like create the, um, the clinic setting for um, like clinical treatments for like PTSD, depression, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's supposed to happen um, this year. And then in by, by 2024 is that supposed to be established. And then, 2024 they start establishing the clinics and then um from there they add those other uh, the other ones but no so you no, you cannot go to just like a dispensary and buy them um so that's the part where it's a it's a little bit interesting the way it was done and, and i think it was done in a very very good way to appease everybody and, and honestly the best possible way i could think of. um so the biggest um, opposition to the bill 
was actually from other people that supported legalizing, but they thought that this bill was not good enough and they wanted full legalization because their thing was um, they don't want the government to have control. Mm. And, but the problem was that wasn't the way that it was written at all. (laughs) That wasn't the case. Uh, The, the state is um, establishing uh, clinics, right? Where people can have this done in a clinical setting, but part of the decriminalization with this allows for personal use, growing and sharing of mushrooms. So the only thing you can't, yeah, the only thing you can't do is sell them. Right. So, but it also allows for, so this, yeah, it also allows for people that would do, I don't remember how they were. They were in like a better way for like a legal document, Mm -hmm. but somebody who's going to be like a guide, right. If you're going to be a trip guide for somebody, you can charge for your services. You just cannot charge for the mushrooms. Ah, so, okay. yeah, if you, if you were going to take someone on a psilocybin experience as a private practitioner, mm-hmm. right, you could have, you know, whatever agreement for your service with them. And then you would provide the mushrooms as part of, you just can't sell them. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically what the the bill was preventing was people just, setting up mushroom stores, mushroom dispensaries. So no, you can't just set up stores. Uh, They have to be gifted, so to speak. So it's like, (laughs) uh, I remember hearing like some place used to give away or you sell a t-shirt and then give away weed with the t-shirt. Yeah. That's the thing started like that in Colorado here. They would um, sell pipes for like real expensive, but then (laughs) you get a bag of weed with it. Oh man. So do you think like, why do you think Colorado is so open compared to most States? Um, I, I don't a hundred percent know, but what was really funny about it, cause it was, it was pretty close and it, I think it passed at like 52%. I think it was like Mm 52.6% or something like that. So it was, it was very, very close. But when you look at the map of like, by county in Colorado of where the yes votes were, where the no votes were. Yeah. All of the yes votes were along the mountain range and <laughs> okay. everywhere else was a big fucking no. Really? Yeah. So, uh, but at, and at the same time, I told my wife though, too, I was like, this is honestly like a really good example of why this whole voting system, the way it works today doesn't make any fucking sense, mm. you know, because you have people with com- that are living completely different lives and experiences that are voting on things that they don't know or understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that, just to that, you know, the, the mountain hippies out here, you know, are living a whole different life than the, the city folk or the plains people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a totally different experience. I mean, people living in Manhattan are not having the same experience as people living in Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. You know? So like these people have no fucking idea what when most people have no fucking idea what the world is like outside of their own little world, you know? And, and that's the thing is people think what, what they see is everywhere. You know what I mean? Is they think that the the thing they see on social media, the way they experience life in their town 
and in their general area, they think that's the way it is everywhere. And it's just not the case, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how uh, that happened with, with Colorado or why that made such a, a big difference. But um, the, the big difference maker, though, was, was Denver was a big uh, yes vote. And they've been decriminalized since 2019, apparently. Oh, wow. Uh, I, knew that, I knew that Denver was already decriminalized. Um, I, I thought it was more recently than 2019, but I, I looked it up when uh, this was all going on. So, yeah, I think had Denver not, um been a major yes i don't think it would have passed i think that was a big thing that made the difference and i, I don't know how denver decriminalized it before <laughs> um but uh, it's definitely good you know i think it's 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 definitely good it's going to um allow a lot more people for a lot more experiences <laughs> now do you think like uh, i know that you're you were in you're in cool uh, colorado springs right where that tragedy happened yes. Yes. so do you think like if people or have access to these, this medicine that maybe less of these random acts of violence will be happening. Um, or do you think it's just going to happen regardless? Well, I mean, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, that type of thing is going to happen. Like bad things like that are going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I think this will make a difference. You know, I, I absolutely do. I mean, I don't think necessarily that, you know, mushrooms are going to stop all violence not necessarily quickly, so to speak, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it definitely gives people a different perspective, you know, and, and that's, that's a very, very common thing, uh, common experience for people with mushrooms specifically is the feeling of connectedness with everyone, mm. the feeling of the, the opening of the heart, right? So, with mush mushrooms specifically over other psychedelics, I think it definitely will have an increase in compassion. You know, I mean, it definitely takes, you know, inner work as well, yeah. you know, but the substance definitely does make it, it does make a difference on its own, you know? And I think just that in itself will start to change, you know what I'm saying? And just if a, you know, a handful of people start to feel differently, then the way they act and behave will be different. The way other people experience them will be different. So it, it ripples out, you know, it just depends on how big a waves <laughs> that you make. Well, it's like, they even say how, like, even a mushroom is connected to everything around it with, you know, the way it, it spreads out, like it's connected to the trees, like, miles away yeah. apparently with that what i was watching this thing on netflix the other day it's like it's insane how powerful that fucking plant is oh yeah it's crazy it's i'm if i remember correctly it's uh mushrooms are the most abundant species on earth of anything wow i may i'm, I'm almost positive that's correct it's I even crazy like how like some of them can kill us. Some of them can give us, you know, these psychedelic trips. And then some are can taste like meat. Just <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just so wild, man. And it's yeah, something that it, uh, it's, it's like people discard and think is like a fucking weed and it grows in their yard. But it's so amazing that some do some really healing things. Oh, yeah. It's it's absolutely, absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And. I think the, the other big thing I think that is good now is how big uh, microdosing is becoming, how popular that's becoming, because that's giving people access on 
a different level, but a little bit more consistent. So I think that'll really help with like, you know, culture change and shift like that. I mean, it's, it's one thing to take, you know, a big dose of mushrooms, have a trip and then come back with a new experience. Yeah. Um, like, like we were talking about, it's a whole nother thing when you're taking a very, very small dose on a, uh, well, not, I mean, usually we do four days on three days off is a typical microdose schedule. So you're taking on a semi daily, uh, basis at a level that's not really perceptible. You're, you're not going to be tripping or anything like that. You're just going to feel really good, mm-hmm. right? You're going to feel better energy, just happier, um, connected, things like that. Like what antidepressants are supposed to do. Yeah. You know, um, and that, that's the thing is what, like the way antidepressants, the way that they work is they just suppress your emotion. Like they suppress everything. So you're not, they, they basically just inhibit your abilities from being depressed. You can't be sad, but you're also not going to be really happy either. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, um, there's so like the side effect, the mentioned side effects and antidepressants are suicidal thoughts and actions, which is not good. Like that's no. the exact, like the thing that you're supposed to be preventing. Like that's like a cancer drug warning may cause cancer. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like the, those are some of the, the worst ones out there. Opiates and uh, antidepressants are some of the, the worst drugs in the world in terms of, what they can do to people like very, 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 very harmful things more than a lot of the stuff on the street, so to speak, which is, is absolutely crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think with the um, microdosing, man, I think that would definitely help because it's, it's allowing because, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are afraid to do a trip, you know, mm-hmm. because they, they're like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know, which I'm like, that's, I don't want to say that's why you should do it because there's a lot more that goes into that conversation yeah. than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, because yeah, you need to understand what it is that you're doing. Um, but yeah, if you're, if there's stuff that you're afraid of facing, that's the purpose of yeah. it is to, it's and, and that's what I try to explain to people is it's the purpose is not to face it. Cause that people don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? The purpose is to help you face it to help you face it in a more tolerable way than you could otherwise. That that's what I try to make the point is whatever shit that you're dealing with, you're going to deal with it one way or another, mm-hmm. either you're going to suppress it so long until it comes out as a big fucking mess in your life and you're forced to deal with it. Right. Or it's going to haunt you for an eternity. Yeah. Or you can deal with it in this way that's a lot more beneficial and easier and insightful and conscious. And you know what I'm saying is like, you're there, there just is no avoiding it. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with it one way or another. Yeah. It's, it's so wild to me, like how, like some people are afraid of that, but then they're not afraid to get fucked up off alcohol or street drugs. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, it's the same concept we're talking about with losing weight and having that surgery, Yeah, you know, is, is and and that's what i'm saying is like those those things don't make sense <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like those those thought processes are not logical thought processes because people are choosing to do the worst thing mm-hmm. they're choosing to do the more difficult thing and they're choosing to do the worst thing 
which doesn't make sense. I mean, what's, what's happening is because what that means is in order for that person to do that, that means that their brain has come up with a belief that the alternative is worse, right? Is, is more difficult, yeah. is more painful that they've come up with the idea that eating healthy and exercising is more painful than having your body cut open. God, that's just not true. <laughs> like it's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? But the same thing with, with, um, like you were saying with, with alcohol, you know, is, is that whole process they view as less painful than dealing with their shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know somebody like I can tell when they're dealing with something because they'll call me drunk. Yeah. And instead of dealing with the thing that they're trying to cover up by being drunk, they rather cover up with alcohol, which in the yeah, end, it doesn't, yeah. it is, it's just a, a, a cycle. Yeah. It's like break the cycle. I know sometimes it's easier out on outside looking in to say something, but I think the whole conversation we got to pretty much is you have to figure out in your mind what you want to do. Yeah. You know, because oh, our mind controls everything. I mean, like yeah, just the words that come out of my mouth are, are from, you know, things that I'm thinking. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just it, man is, is when you, when you get down to like dealing with your shit that we're talking about that, when you, when you talk about dealing with your shit, that, you're not actually doing anything. Like you don't have to physically do anything to do that. All you have to do is think about the things that you don't want to think about. Yeah. Like you have to look at your problems, admit to yourself what you're doing wrong, and then make a choice to do something differently. But all of that whole process, like that's the thing is the, that's the hardest part for people is the mind part of it. That every, and people know that too. Like they're not, Nobody is confused by that. And that part requires you to do nothing but think Mm -hmm. that's it. So that's what I'm saying is, is people have it in their mind that that's the hardest part. And it isn't, it just, it just isn't. But the belief that it is, is where people get stuck. And that's where people want to argue. Yeah, but it is hard, but it is hard. No, it's not like, and we can have a difference of opinion, right? But what I'm talking about is the action required, right? I'm not talking about the mental difficulties, right? Because there are challenges with creating new habits and, and breaking old ones and things, right? Cause you, you know, you do have habits wired into your nervous system. That's just the way um, we work. However, that's what the conscious part is, is we have the ability to override that at any time. You can make the, you know, no matter what your habit is, no matter how deeply ingrained a habit is into your brain, you can choose at any moment to do differently. Now you have to choose consistently to do differently in the beginning in order for a new habit to be formed. And then when that new habit's been formed, then it becomes a lot easier to make that choice, but you can make that choice at any point in time. And that's the sad part is people give that power up. They give up all of their power and thinking that there's something else that's going to control that. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. We got to do it again, man. I wish I had more time. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I know you got your next one coming up quick, but yeah, like um, let's talk more about uh, psychedelics next time. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I just enjoyed talking to you, Ben. You're a good conversation, man. 
I'm yeah, glad, enjoy I'm talking glad, to you too, man. I'm glad we met. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've had a bunch of good talks with you and good talking with you on Instagram in between yeah. and stuff. But yeah, man, we'll definitely do it again. We'll get uh, definitely deeper into that topic next time. Because I want to tell you about the last time I did, I, the last trip I did, I think I did like four or five caps, I think I want to say. Okay. I saw nothing but death on that one, but it wasn't scary though. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. And then what was it? I want to do this before before next time I talk to you. What was the the remedy or the the one you did with the lemon juice? What's the uh, steps yeah. for that? It's called so it's called Lemon Tech um, T E C Lemon Tech. If you you can look it up if you want to, but you so you just take like a lemon or two, whatever you want, uh, and just squeeze like fresh squeeze, like actually squeeze a, a, a lemon, not just get lemon juice in a jar. Okay, <laughs> get like an actual <laughs> an actual lemon and squeeze the juice. Uh, just into a cup. And so it's, I mean, you don't, you can do whatever with the mushrooms. I usually like kind of grind them up into like a little bit of a powder or okay. whatever. The, the more you ground it up, just the, the easier it is to ingest it. Cause it's not chunky. Yeah. Cause it, it, it kind of tastes gross. So I would recommend having like, um, like I a usually coffee use like, grinder or something like that. Oh, uh, you could do that. Yeah. I mean, you use a coffee grinder. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, food processor oh yeah yeah like okay that type of thing i usually just put them in a bag and like rub them together between my fingers in the bag um that's <laughs> that's what i do is just kind of grind it up with my hands in the the little baggie that it's in but that way is quicker <laughs> um so anyway you put the the mushrooms in the lemon juice for 20 minutes specifically 20 minutes no more no less and then you drink that mixture you can um you can strain it and, and get the chunks out. Um, but I think you get a little bit more of the dose if you take it in, but it, it, it tastes kind of gross. So I definitely <laughs> recommend having like a chaser to, uh, just down it, chase it real quick with something. And, um, it's like taking a shot. Yeah. Basically. Um, but it's, so the, the lemon starts to activate the psilocybin, um, faster so the trip comes on a lot faster a lot more intense uh, it doesn't usually last as long okay so it's usually like two to three hours two and a half to three hour trip as opposed to like four or so with, yeah um otherwise but yeah it's 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 considerably more intense you know and, and always in a good way for me you know but uh much more uh visuals much more intense visuals which is fun and how many would you say you do? Like how many caps? Uh, the last time I did, I did three grams. Okay. Uh, with that. And that was, that was intense. I mean, that was a, a very intense. So, um, but that was, yeah, that was like three whole grams. So I, I don't, I mean, that was the cap stems altogether. I weighed them. So, um, yeah, maybe yeah. we can talk again like next month and I'll do it before then. And I'll tell you my experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll have to do a good one. I'm maybe I'll do that too. <laughs> when do you think they're gonna give y'all ayahuasca? Is that next? Do you think? Well, that's with the DMT. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a guy here, and it can be done. I, know, I do know a guy here in town that has um, a well. He he has it done as a. It's considered a church, um, but he has a a thing. He has a teepee where they set up and they do legal ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, for religious experience is, is how he's been able to get it, um, available mm. that way. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know all the details of it, but 
that, yeah, I do know that they can't, I haven't done it, uh, but I do know that it can be done here. Yeah. For me, it'd just be finding like the, the right setting and, and group to do that with. Yeah. All right. But yeah, definitely be down sometime. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy your Saturday. Yeah, you as well, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Oh, bye. All right, bye.